This is On Top of PR, and I'm your host, Jason Mudd. Today, we're talking to Adam O'Daniel with Movement Mortgage, and he's going to share how their organization was too dependent on news coverage and how they used social media and web content to attract and engage their audience directly, and then pivoted to even get sharper at doing that and attracting the best audience for their staff who is out there selling mortgages. This is a great episode. You're going to enjoy it. I'm glad you're here. You'll be glad you're here. You'll also be glad you referred a friend to this episode who would benefit from hearing it. Here we go. Welcome to On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by ReviewMaxer. Hello and welcome to On Top of PR. I'm your host, Jason Mudd. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Adam O'Daniel. Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm glad you're here and I'm glad to be here. So Adam, for our listeners, I'm just going to tell them we met years ago when I was visiting Charlotte on behalf of one of our mortgage clients. And uh, you were working at the Charlotte Business Journal at the time covering finance and banking. Uh, I think we had breakfast at a pretty cool um, diner together. And we did. We did. Yeah, started building a relationship uh, on behalf of that client. And it's since expanded uh, beyond that. And Look at you today. Now you're the the tables are turned a little bit where you're now in the uh, PR and corporate communications role with uh, Movement Mortgage. Yeah, that's right. I'm the director of communications and marketing here at at Movement Mortgage and uh, lead all the the PR and communications function. And uh, yeah, it was really great that we were able to just reconnect uh, kind of on the other side and flip the tables a little bit and uh, work together on a few things. And um, I'm just excited to, to kind of share our story with your listeners and um, you know, maybe get some advice while I'm here from you. I'll share a few of our problems. Maybe you can diagnose them for us. Well, that's what we're here to do today. This is great. We're here to help our uh, our audience stay on top of PR and everybody learn full circle and, and 360 degrees of learning and sharing. So thank you for offering that. So yeah. uh, Adam, why don't we just get started and um, just tell us uh, kind of briefly, what were some of the surprises for you uh, converting from being a, a journalist and a business reporter over to um, doing public relations and corporate communications work. Yeah, absolutely. You know, honestly, the biggest surprise was a positive one, was a really good one. And that was how transferable the skills actually were. You know, you see a lot of people make the transition at some point in their career. um, And so it seems like an obvious path, but I still had this, you know, very much, you know, apprehension within me, like, hey, am I going to be able to do this? Can I, can I transfer these skills? And if anything, I would say, you know, my belief only has increased over the years that the skills you learn as a business reporter especially, but anybody who's in journalism mm-hmm. or in the, in media, um, the ability to process information quickly, the ability to ask really sharp questions on the fly, to condense a lot of complicated information into short bits and bites that anybody can understand quickly. Um, man, that is just so valuable. I, I have a hard time finding great people that can do that now when we go out and hire. And so I love looking at people that have media in their background. And um, mm-hmm. it is just... Um, that's been the biggest surprise for me, honestly, was how well you're able to transfer those skills. Um, and then I think the other thing that I would just mention is, man, you just never get over the rush of a newsroom on an election night or in a breaking news situation. And so, um, you know, here we are, you know, what, gosh, how many years has it been? I feel like it's been seven, eight years now since I was in journalism and, you know, still miss those days on election night. Still wish I was eating cheap pizza in a newsroom somewhere watching <laughs> That's the part of journalism I don't miss, but yes, really? uh, you know, we, we all bring different <laughs> hey, things to the table, right? I'm, a, uh, I'm an adrenaline guy, I guess. I love the deadline. So. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Well, you know, uh, speaking of people transitioning from a career in journalism or news into PR, uh, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you, Adam, uh, that there are skill sets that are very applicable. The one challenge I said before we press record, you and I were talking back and forth about personalities. And I think a lot of it has to do with personalities where I've met reporters who are very transactional and then they try to work in PR and they're, yeah. they can't remember people in their Rolodex that they've interviewed before. They can't remember companies that they've covered. And so it's kind of that churn and burn mindset, right? I, I know enough to, to, to uh, um, what's the term? Uh, cram for this exam right. or cram to produce this news story. And then I purge it, you know, that night. Yep. And you can't do that in, in, uh, in, in this realm, especially if you're working on the agency side and you have multiple clients, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's certainly a challenge. And, you know, I, I think um, just even, even like the longer cycle, you know, the, of, of how communications develop, how a, a PR campaign might develop over time mm-hmm. um, has been an adjustment for me, you know, that I've had to learn. I'm, you know, would much prefer for you to say, hey, here's an amazing announcement we want to make. Here's a big initiative and we're going to get started tomorrow. And, you know, you just kind of have to have to figure it out and put together a plan quickly. Um, I had an editor early in my career that told me that I was better um, if I had 24 hours to report a story than if he gave me a whole week. Uh, mm-hmm. that my best work would be those final 24 hours. And so that's been a, an adjustment for me to right. create a sense of urgency to in order to do my best work even if this is a long play and this is like, we're going to have to build some string over time. We're going to have to work with a lot of business partners and different departments, different vendors, maybe, you know, business affiliates and other companies that we're partnering with. And it's going to be a month long, maybe even years long process before this all comes to life. And can I bring my, my best to that kind of work when it takes a long time to develop? So certainly understand that challenge. I can relate to that for sure. Absolutely. So sometimes nothing happens uh, quickly, especially the larger the company is you're working with uh, or working at. So good, good. Well, Adam, uh, I know we one thing we talked about uh, before pressing record also is, you know, the topic and the topic here today is just kind of you sharing, uh, you know, having working and you working in the mortgage industry, uh, sharing some experiences you've had with, um, you know, uh, converting your efforts more towards content marketing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really interesting. Um, I'll give you a quick snapshot of our company. We're, we're the uh, fifth largest retail mortgage lender uh, in the nation, right? Wow. Um, okay. But, but movement mortgage is not a household name <laughs> for right. most people. You know, if you're, you know, just a, a regular middle-class guy and, wh- you know, wherever you happen to live and are raising your family, movement mortgage doesn't come to mind the way like maybe a Wells Fargo, Bank of America, uh, might come to mind because they have branches all over the place. We're very specialized as an independent mortgage lender, but we have thousands of employees. We're coast to coast and every state. Um, in some states, we're the number one mortgage lender in the entire state. So, I mean, we have a mm-hmm. big, powerful brand, a big, powerful business, but we're not really well known. And so one of the things that we've done is really just kind of lean into that and say, hey, there is a there is a small group of people that know who we are and are big fans of what we do. And that's real estate agents and other referral sources like financial advisors, accountants, people that would be your natural source to tell you, Jason, hey, you're thinking about buying a house. You should call Adam over at Movement. They do a terrific job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so we just made a strategic decision a few years ago. The in- business was slowing down. <laughs> it's not the case today, but a few years ago, business was slowing down. And we just said, you know, the news cycle is changing. It's not as easy to, to get the kind of coverage that we used to get. We're going to build a, our own content machine. We're just going to really lean into this idea of building a community on social media of the right. people who like us and follow us and, and drive content to them. And it, it's been a really big success. 
Well, that's great to hear because that's what we're advocating to our clients on a regular basis is to make sure they're participating in, you know, what's called shared, uh, earned and owned media. Uh, We typically call it new social media and web just to speak more uh, layman's terms. And so that, you know, people can really understand what we're talking about, those outside the industry. But yes, um, you know, recently I heard someone say, and I've been borrowing this, um, because I don't even remember the person's name who said it, but they said, uh, you know, it's time we put the public back in public relations instead of mm-hmm. always thinking about media relations and earned media coverage, which right. I think is very healthy for every yeah. corporate communications department to be thinking about because, you know, the right type of news coverage is great, but unless you're a billion dollar household brand, you know, like Tesla, General Motors, right. uh, Microsoft, Google, um, etc. Uh, you're just not going to be able to blink your eyes and have everybody suddenly, you know, report what you want them to report on. Uh, yeah. Unlike people who have the privilege, I guess, of working at Disney and and That's other big right. companies where, you know, they just simply, you know, change their hours and suddenly it's yeah. all over, um, you know, uh, the news. So, yeah. you know, it's just it's it's different companies and they have different experiences. So I've always said, if you can't get done in the news, what you want to get done, then, you know, you either buy advertising or you get creative and, uh that's exactly what we did. That's exactly yeah. what, you, what yep. you're describing, Jason, is, is what we did. And and the company, um, we've almost doubled in size over the last three years. Um, wow. In terms of the, wow. amount of the amount of loans that we do mm-hmm. on an annual mm-hmm. basis has doubled from where we were three years ago. And right. I'm not taking credit for that just on, based on our PR strategy, obviously. But but it, it has contributed to the growth. And what we noticed, um, and I'm sure you've experienced this with other clients, Something happened about four years ago uh, and the news cycle started to change drastically. And that was, you know, President Trump was elected and a tweet could change everything. Right. A tweet Mm -hmm. just changed everything. And so whereas, you know, six, seven years ago, we had a strategy where we would once a quarter, we would we would try to earn some some uh, national news media, maybe with CNBC Uh, in 2016. We actually had Becky Quick and Squawk Box come and do a live remote from our office. That was a huge you know booster for us. Really good experience. Our CEO on Squawk Box. Um, and we would, you know, once a quarter, try to check in, pitch them some stories. And, and our CEO is a really dynamic guy. He played in the NFL for a few years before he went into the business world. So he's got a great story and, you know, it made my life easy. It was an easy pitch. Well, mm-hmm. things changed and the cycle picked up and suddenly, you know, the former football player with a mortgage company, it just wasn't as an appealing of a story to the masses as it had been before. And so we had to do something different. We got bumped several times. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, we had to do something different. And at the same time, the business was slowing down. We were getting, a, you know, our, our story itself wasn't quite as good. The growth wasn't there. And, uh, and so, yeah, uh, you know, Jake failing my boss, he and I, uh, I distinctly remember I was driving in my car, we're on the phone and we just said, Hey, let's go all in on the content, man. Like let's, let's go in on, I think what you would have said would be shared media and owned media. Yeah. Um, and let's just do an News amazing social media. Yeah, that's right. Social media yeah. web, right? Our, let's yeah, do, right. let's do an amazing job there. Yep. And, and so we launched our own podcast. We started, um, you know, we put our YouTube presence on steroids. We started cranking out all kinds of great video content, highlighting who we are, our community, our culture, our, our impact, our employees, and really targeting it at, um, you know, our community who we knew wanted to follow us, real estate agents and others. Uh, Mm Um, and, and, you know, it's paid off. We've seen the numbers go up. We've seen the business grow. Uh, and you know, now, now I'm looking around saying like, okay, well, how do I get, how do I get back in the media a little bit once in a while? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, and that's a good thing to do, right? You don't want to abandon an, uh, an entire strategy completely, but certainly having that balance and where you're not depending just on the media and where you have things like shared and owned media channels or social media and web, web content that you can control a little bit more and, and guide and direct those messages. So, Adam, that's very helpful what you shared with us and, and you've kept it at a very high level. Uh, let's let's dive a little bit deeper and yeah. let's let's start with social media. Okay. What did you do to make your social media more engaging? What did you do to improve uh, the efforts you were making there? And, and you know, what what have you seen that would be tips for our audience to do something similar? Yeah. You know, I think the first thing that we did was do a better job of defining who we were talking to. And so it was a little bit more, a little bit of an exercise in audience. And so we just looked at both who our audience is and then who we want our audience to be and started crafting our content for, for those folks. The other thing that we did, and, and I guess I should give you some examples. You said you want to dig in, right? So um, real estate agents is, are a huge piece of the puzzle when it comes to buying a home. And that's our sweet spot. We love to help people buy homes, help them overcome whatever misconceptions or challenges they face with financing. And so we want every real estate agent in every market that we're in, we want to be the top of their Rolodex, right? If they have a client that needs to be referred to a mortgage lender, we want to be that company. And so um, we just started asking more questions about like, what, what is it that they want that we can add value to them? Uh, and it was education. They said, hey, people don't understand the mortgage process. They don't understand underwriting. They don't understand credit scores. They don't understand how you get approved and why some companies take two months to get their loan done and then their neighbor got their loan in two weeks and why is it different? And so we just started making a ton of great creative content. You know, I reached back into my journalism days and it was a bunch of how-to blog right. posts with, you know, corresponding social media and, um, and we did a really good job with that. And then the second thing we did uh, was on the recruiting side, right? We, we said, okay, so that's our referral source. Then, then we have another audience, which is the people that we want to make them want to come work here, right? Like we want the best salespeople in the country to come work for us. And so uh, we looked at brands outside of our industry. Frankly, we just said, who does social media so well that you just love to follow them? And my boss and I are both big sports fans, just to be honest with you, big sports guys. I actually took a lot of cues from what sports teams were doing, right? NFL teams, um, mm -hmm college football teams that are always recruiting young players. Like okay. what do they do to stay relevant and interesting on social media? And right. how can we kind of use some of those principles um, in our social media content? And so we started making our salespeople, our loan officers look like superstars on social media nice. and, 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 you know, make them look the way you would make Trevor Lawrence, the first round draft pick for the Jaguars uh, and my Clemson Tigers, my big team, yeah. uh, you know, what are, what are, what are people, what are the brands doing on social to make him look like the superstar that he is? And how mm -hmm. can I apply that to our best employees and make them look like heroes and superstars as a way to attract more to come work here? And that's paid off for us as well. I love that. That's really good advice, Adam, especially the idea that, you know, a company is made up of people and individuals with personalities and a company has personalities. No one shows up to the movie theater to ha watch a movie that's about a corporate entity, the legal corporate <laughs> entity and the building that they all enter every day. Right. It's never about the building. It's about the people, the obstacles, the challenges and right. the way they help others. Absolutely. Nobody, nobody thinks I need a big mortgage company to help solve my problems. Nobody thinks that, but like yeah. a kind face who is helping educate you and looks like they're having a lot of fun while they're doing it. Man, yeah. I'll, I'll call, I'll call her anytime and ask for help. And, and so that's what, that's the persona we've tried to create with our social media content. 
That's great, Adam. With that, we're going to take a quick break and be right back on the other side where I'm going to ask Adam some more questions about how you can improve your uh, content marketing strategy. So hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to On Top of PR with your host, Jason Mudd. Jason is a trusted advisor to some of America's most admired and fastest growing brands. He is the managing partner at Axia Public Relations, a PR agency that guides news, social, and web strategies for national companies. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to On Top of PR. I'm your host, Jason Mudd, and today we've been talking to Adam O'Daniel. Adam is with Movement Mortgage, and we're talking about all the movements that he's making in the industry, as well as his company, who has become a fast-growing mortgage lender in the industry. Adam, welcome back. We're glad you're here. Yeah, man, this has been so much fun. I'm glad we get to do this and talk about some of the things that we're working on. Hopefully it's helpful to, to your listeners. And, you know, I love, you know, what you do here where we get to kind of pause for just a minute and share some best practices, look back on what we've done. So this has been great. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. So earlier you mentioned that um, uh, you guys are actively looking to recruit uh, or use communications to recruit other employees. I got to say, you guys do an excellent job with that. I mean, it looks like you're having the most fun at work than anybody I know. It's half the time I'm thinking to myself, uh, do they actually pay him to do this kind of stuff? Number one. And number two, how do they stay in business if they're just like going to summer camp every day disguised as work? So I know you work hard, Adam. Uh, I know you do a good job of putting on uh, a show, uh, if you will, on uh, yep. social media about how much fun you guys have. And, and I love it. And I think you do a good job storytelling in that way. So good for you. Thank you. Thank you. We do have too much fun. Uh, we, we may have been known to, to you know, uh, I think we did a video about chicken sandwiches one time that has nothing to do with mortgages. We have big Christmas parties where I dressed up as Santa Claus for a video one time. I mean, we do crazy stuff, Jason, right? right? That has nothing to do with mortgages. Um, but, you know, our CEO says, uh, and I think he's right, you know, you spend more time with the people that you work with every day, usually than your own family members, right? Yeah, and so, unfortunately. So work, work in an environment and with other people that you actually enjoy being around and that you want to mm-hmm. do life with. And so that is part of our culture is that, you know, uh, we do things that are not the typical office environment um, in our day to day. And we want to share that with the world. So we put it out on social media. And, and yeah, we do. We do some crazy fun things. Well, I know you're hiring. So where do people go if they want to have the best time of their life working in um, uh, mortgage marketing? (laughs) Yeah, come on. We'd love to have you. Movement.com slash careers. You can find all of our openings there. We have a couple openings in our department right now. We have integrated uh, marketing, communications, branding, creative, all in one shop. So it's a lot of fun to be uh, a PR and communications pro and then turn around and see like just insane graphic design and video production being done by the person sitting right next to you. That makes it a lot of fun. And uh, movement.com slash careers is where we post those jobs. All right. So if you love summer camp and you want to keep doing summer camp for a living, talk to Adam. He's got jobs. So I'm teasing. I know you work really hard, but you have fun doing it. And I admire that. appreciate that. And that's kind of what we try to do here as well at uh, Axia. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, pin you up against the ropes here a little bit because okay. earlier you were saying some good stuff, which is that you uh, looked in and kind of figured out who your audience is today, right? Yeah. And who yeah. do you want your audience to be? And uh, you talked a little bit about, you know, how you improved your content in that regard. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is how did you go about figuring out who your audience was? Mm-hmm. What did you find out? Yeah. And then how did you, what was your kind of your true strategy to pivot into that new direction. So I'm thinking of like a compass and you were headed one way. What did you do to kind of tweak uh, your content to get to the other way? 
Yeah, I, I think what I would the way I would answer that is it's it it's not as technical as maybe you might assume, or maybe that other brands probably are using tools that are incredibly valuable, leveraging a whole lot of data. Um, we're pretty basic. I'll be honest with you, Jason. What we did is we just started paying more attention, to be honest with you. Social media uh, for us, I think, was an afterthought uh, for a little while. We, we, As a fast-growing kind of early-stage company, we use social media as just like this giant blowhorn, right? And so yeah. we spent a lot of effort on developing our brand, who we mm -hmm. were as a company, right? Which is normal. Our company is only 13 years old. So the first half of that was a whole bunch of just, who are we? What are we doing? What are, how are we different? Right. And then we just told the whole world, post, posted every video on every social channel and just blah, there it is. Right. Well, you know, as we, as we matured, um, we just started paying a little bit more attention. So we use, you know, a lot of the same analytic tools that a lot of folks do things like sprout. Um, and, and we would, we started just saying, Hey, let's take a look at what's actually happening. You know, it's not just the top line numbers. Like what was the, how many views did this video get? What mm -hmm. are the demographics of our followers on Facebook? And we got 50,000 people that follow us on Facebook, but who are these people? And so we started digging into that same thing on every other platform. I'll, I'll be honest with you on Twitter right now. We have a, we're not good. We're not doing a great job there. We don't, we don't feel like we understand our audience very well. That's mm -hmm. still new ground that we've got to make up. But right. Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, we've been able to kind of crack the code. And what we found out is, you know, it was a lot of the audience was who we wanted it to be because by, I think just a natural extension of us sharing ourselves. Um, so transparently on social media, who we mm -hmm. were as a company, uh, we attracted the people that, that we wanted. Um, and then the other thing we did, Jason, we just asked, I mean, we went to our sales force and we said, who, who is, who would you like to follow you? Who would you like to follow our corporate brand? Mm -hmm. And I think the, the, the thing that surprised, especially some of our younger teammates who came in from the outside with no mortgage experience was it's not always the end consumer, right? Like most consumers don't follow mortgage companies on social right. media. You know, that's just not what you do. And so, um, so creating content that speaks directly to that consumer, uh, just wasn't resonating. Those, those weren't resonating. So what we, as we started to kind of peel back the layers, looking at the data and who was following us, what are these demographics tell us about our audience? And then talking to our salespeople who are our boots on the ground in communities. Hey, who, what are you hearing? Even though it's anecdotal, like what's going on? Mm -hmm. um, what we started to peel back was that what was happening is we had a very much a, what we call a B to B to C audience. And so the second layer is where the consumer was. The mm -hmm. first layer was the referral source. And so we had to, we had to adopt this B2B to C content strategy on Facebook and Instagram. And so it's like, hey, we know ultimately this is going to get consumed by a home buyer, by somebody looking or shopping for a mortgage, right. but it's first going to be consumed by their real estate agent. So how do, we, how do we make the content something that a real estate agent sees, resonates, and then says, man, I should give this to my customer. They would really like this. And so that was the process that we went through. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing that, Adam. I, I think our audience will find that very valuable and helpful. Uh, I can't believe it. We have really started running out of time and I feel like we're just getting started and we could keep going. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to ask you one kind of final closing question yeah. here. And that would be, Adam, what are you working on today that's got you excited? Oh, well, um, I think, you know, we talked about recruiting a minute ago. And I think, you know, recruiting for us is really important. Uh, it, we're a relationship business, right? You know, mm -hmm. we're in the mortgage space, but, you know, kind of like the state farm agent in your community that is out in, in the marketplace. That's how we generate business as well. And so we are seeing a lot of success right now in our business at recruiting 
terrific people in cities all over the country who want to come work for our brand. And so we're developing video content. We're developing new kind of like pitch strategies to go after some of these top producing folks. That's really exciting to me. And then the second thing that we have barely had, I don't think we've had any time to talk about it, Jason, but our company is owned by a nonprofit foundation. And uh, we last year had $200 million in profit that we were able to transfer into that nonprofit foundation. And so over the next few years, my job, uh, I get to be part of the team that gets to tell that story of how we're going to deploy $200 million to change communities. And, uh, and we're going to do that through building schools, uh, especially in neighborhoods where uh, there's under, underdeveloped uh, communities or lack of options for education. And so we're going to be de developing public charter schools in those neighborhoods. And so that's a really fun story to tell. And I, I can't wait to kind of get to, to push that out over the next few years. I don't know how I didn't know that already, Adam, but that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I, sa um, I saved it for the end and I should have, I should have led with that, but um, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, uh, it's a cool thing that we do. It's, it's not, it's not what we do in business every day, but that's why we're here is to use our profit yeah. to, to make the, the world we live in a better place. And so yeah. that, that's part of the job too. And I'm excited to see some of that dream start to now become reality. And yeah. we, yeah. we can tell, tell that story. Well, there you have it, folks. If you're looking for a dream job that lets you give back to the community at the same time, uh, I, I mean, Adam, I don't, I don't know uh, what else you can do to top that, my friend. <laughs> well, I'm sure that there's a lot. I know you've had some amazing guests on here, so uh, I'm honored to be one of them. And, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Glad you were here. I know we've been working on scheduling this for a while. And uh, thank you for sharing. And uh, hopefully we can have you back and we can dive more into these topics. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That'd be great. Well, there you go. That's another great episode of On Top of PR. I'm glad you were here. I trust you were glad that you were here too. Take a moment and share this episode with a colleague who would benefit from this content. And again, thank you for tuning in. Be well. This has been On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by ReviewMaxer. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and check out past shows at ontopofpr.com.